evening, and welcome to Social Distance Warriors, a podcast about the life of people who are living through a global pandemic, question mark, and other related catastrophes, calamities, and situations in the world at large. My name happens to be Tom, and as I'm recording this, it is May 3rd. In the year 2023. Hi, uh, my name is Rat, and I am not an expert, but I am experiencing living and other situations. Uh, welcome. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not an expert either, but um, I am uh, living through it. <laughs> um, how are things going? How are things going? Um, right? Thing things are all right for me. I have very little, like I guess world or greater um than my like little tiny work sphere of like news or life to contribute i I have a number of susical thoughts to contribute but um yeah uh, it's the last month of school at my school job and that's kind of an all-encompassing sort of experience Hmm. all-encompassing how it's just it's a like Many, many of the, like, things at a school that you don't think about, right? Like, oh, you get up and you are getting into your classroom and then you do your lesson and then you eat food and then you go to your reading teacher and then you get on the bus and go home. All of these things that, like, oh, you don't think about. It just happens. At this point in this school in this school year, this is when many of those things have kind of started to break down where there's not a great pool of substitutes. So subs that have been there have kind of been rotated through. And so then sometimes they're using teachers. And so it's like, oh, well, the reading teacher who was supposed to come isn't there because she's a substitute. And so like kids are not sure what's going to happen. And when kids are not sure what's going to happen, maybe they'll start hitting each other. You know, it's like, this is a point in the year where there's so many little like workarounds and like fixes that you don't quite know have been really load bearing (laughs) until they disappear. And a lot of them become revealed at this point in the school year as they kind of like have been exposed Mm. to disappear. So people are kind of like tired and picking up a lot of slack that they shouldn't be. And it takes a lot of energy. That is interesting. That's not something I was ever really conscious of when I was going to school. The fact that the people who are making it happen were probably reaching the end of their ropes by the time the school year is coming to a close. Yeah, surely. Things are falling apart. Surely that was not something I thought about much as a student as well. And also like the school I attended, there was much less of that visible to me as a student because of like the funding and the kinds of teachers who were encouraged to be there, like would stay a long time. There would be much more routine and stability. And when there isn't that, it can become much more visible to like students and just because there's more of it. Sure. But yeah. Well, yeah, that sounds like um, a lot to deal with. Yeah. That's that's me. I'm trying to be a person. And I know, <laughs> know that that people people often ask each other how how they are doing. So you have you have kindly asked that of me. What's what's going on for you? Good question. So I have just reached the end of my car buying arc. 
Oh, okay. Exciting. Exciting. Has this made you a different person or I guess less of a different person? And has this made you acquire a different car? Yeah, I'm definitely a person with a different car than I used to have. Buying a car is stressful. Have you ever bought a car? Yes, one time. And did you find it stressful? Yes, (laughs) because it's kind of like when you live in a suburb and you don't have a car, there's immediate problems. Mm. So it's a very like, okay, get this kind of a process. Was it like that for you? Did your previous car say like, it's over, we're done um, and give you no time to like research or did you have an amount of time where you could make it work without a car? Well, it's interesting because I feel like I personally am at a point in my life where I'm a lot more financially secure than I was last time I had to buy a car, which was in, I think, 2012. So I was a younger man then, and I was actually living with my parents then. So in, in, in lieu of my own financial security, I was depending on theirs, which they, they were at the time and were able to assist me, occasionally drive me places, take me to car lots and be my ride. But this, this time, I pretty much had to be on my own for it. So I was able to rent a car, which is an expensive proposition if you're going to like rent a car for a week. But... It is something I was able to do and something I had kind of, I'd kind of known that the end was coming for this particular car, which was a a 2011 Nissan that had over 200,000 miles on it. So I I had a feeling that like within the year, this car was going to be done. And I probably would have been happier if I had taken the initiative on that and said, you know what, it's time for me to draw things to a close with this car, trade it in and get something new. But instead, I was just driving and it decided to overheat. And then I took it to a mechanic who basically said, you could spend a few thousand dollars to repair this car, but this car isn't worth a few thousand dollars anymore. So you'd be smarter just putting the money towards a new car, Mm. which is what I ended up doing. And as a result of, of doing that, I am now driving a 2022 Toyota Prius, which is by far the nicest. It's the first time I've ever had a nice car. It's, it's a, it's a car that is, you know, a, year old model that has less than 50,000 miles on it and uh, is has like technology built into it. Things mm-hmm. like a backup camera and like phone integration, like like a, like a blind spot monitor. And because it's a hybrid, it has a fun little gauge on it that tells me how good I'm doing at gas mileage. Like getting, so a little, good, getting a good grade in gas mileage, something normal to want. Literally, like at the, at the end, it gives you a score from one to 100. <laughs> it tells you uh, and gives you a little bit of advice on what you could be doing better next time. Like you got an 80 out of 100. Good job. Try to maintain a more consistent speed next time. Like on the little, <laughs> on the little screen or like accelerate slower or, or, or you know, things like that, um, which is – it gamifies it a little bit, which makes it a little bit more fun for me. But yeah, so um, – yeah, so so I, I ended up buying a that car, which I am I'm quite happy with the purchase, but I'm quite a bit more in debt now than I was before. Yeah, yeah, I guess it, it is. Uh, congratulations on like a a, a new ish and like nice technology car, but yeah, that is still quite a lot of like choices and like uh effort that went into it yeah yeah i I, there's a certain amount of anxiety that goes with something like that for me where it's like did i test drive enough different cars did i go to enough different places trying to find a good deal did i haggle enough uh things like that but i mean i could probably have tried out a million cars and then gotten one and then who knows whether it would be any good so i figured that i wanted to have it done more than I wanted to have it, like, find the perfect car for the best possible deal because I could kind of, I I just kind of wanted to have 
the process behind me. So yeah, it it uh it's 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 such an arduous process though because like I feel like when I am buying a computer, I can go online and do all the research about what kinds of computers are good for what things and how much I can expect to pay for them. Whereas when you're buying a car, you have to like worry very much about especially for buying a used car as I did. Like you have to worry very much about like the particulars of this car and its history and how many drivers have driven it and whether it's like you have to like you have to check it out, make sure there's nothing wrong with it. It's all very involved. I I I, I, w- I wish that it didn't have to be so involved, but it does. Yeah, yeah. It it is definitely one of those things where like there there's so many things where it feels like you have to be now suddenly like an expert in uh, other times this comes up for me is like, I don't know, like navigating healthcare insurance stuff where it's like, I feel ill-equipped to do this because I'm not like very like versed in like medical language and like how insurance works because that's not like my full-time job. And with finding a car, it's like, this is something I only care about when I have to and then I'm not a car person so it's not like information that stays in my brain so then it's all gonna go away again and (laughs) it's just not something interesting or engaging or I I resent having to think about it so that's a lot of information to have to like hold (laughs) as you are in the process it is it is but it's done but it's done. What else is what else is going on with you? I don't know. Um, I, I I say I don't know, and as I say that, I'm I'm sort of like um, wiggling back and forth at my desk. I hope that doesn't make any weird podcast noise. But that that is also that is something new. That is something new. I, I sort of I wiggle more. <laughs> I have a heart. <laughs> I have a I have a like can describe like it it is both like harder for me to sit still than I have in the past like in my studenthood I was like a very sit still and like if if there was anything to be said about me like oh like rat's gonna be like reading a book or rat's gonna be like drawing uh, doodles or like writing random cryptic notes to himself and his agenda like I I didn't wiggle (laughs) but recently like past like year or so like I find it very hard to I I get very restless Hmm. um if I am sitting in one spot and uh sort of been been leaning into that a bit more is so is this a change uh, what do you think brought this change on I, I I don't know like some things I I do think about is just like with the school job that I've had, but even before that with uh, other working in cage wash, which was like a physical job, I have been more conscious with like some of the jobs I've been doing and just like in my life with like, I don't know, being more connected to my body. And it turns out when I do that for reasons of, hey, if I'm not aware physically of what my body is doing at one of my previous jobs, there's a lot of heavy machinery. That could be a problem. I'm standing for so long. I'll feel really bad Mm. in my bones if I'm not like stopping to stretch or move throughout the day. Um, And at this job, like I have to chase a child around the school a lot of the day. So yeah, as I've been more aware (laughs) of like what's going on, a lot of times my body's just like, hey, (laughs) move. Hmm. And so I do that. Yeah, I think that I personally have, I don't know if I've become more of like an antsy person 
or if I've simply just begun to notice it about myself a lot more over the past few years. I do do find that my ability to maintain concentration on things over long periods of time has become far less consistent, which has become a problem in um, when I'm in a meeting. Mm which sometimes I have to do. I have a long meeting tomorrow morning. By long, I mean like an hour and a half, during which I'm not really a participant. I'm just an attendee. So I'm expected to be in the room and listen attentively and sit still for an hour, which is something that I kind of turn into a game for myself almost, like like a challenge. Like, okay, how long can I just sit still with a completely blank expression on my face? But it takes it takes some concentrated effort. It's it's something of an endurance exercise for me. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, um, you you connect it with attention. I find like I'm much more restless. But this I I, I do kind of like think about. I guess a little bit with like connection to like uh, autism. I, I I do find I can focus better when I am doing things that are kind of considered like stimming, like m- moving or getting up and moving or like waving my hands. Like I I do find that it gives definitely more of the appearance of like not paying attention. But for me, it is often like sitting down and like to initiate another task. I I find I'm able to focus much better. Hmm. So when I'm in situations where I'm feeling very restless, but I'm feeling very like perceived and around coworkers or around people that I'm not quite like comfortable around, it's annoying because I'm like monitoring my own self and I'm paying much less attention. But when I am kind of by myself and restless, I'm able to move move my body and be much more focused because I'm able to like not be doing like that extra level of like do I appear to be listening? Do I appear to be doing anything that would make people look at me? I, I'm just like able to focus on what I want to and hmm. direct my attention. Yeah, it's not good to be perceived. <laughs> it's not always good to be perceived. Like, yeah, hot take. Sometimes, sometimes it's fine. But <laughs> I um in in a previous job, I had a supervisor who like criticized me for like the way I would respond to things in meetings. My face was apparently too readable as being uninterested or upset or disagreeable about various things. And so I was advised, you know, I need to have more of a poker face. And then later I was told that, like, you're too unresponsive. No one can tell if you're perceiving what you're saying because you're not responding. I need I need you to give me some feedback here. And I'm like, but this is the opposite of what you told me. <laughs> So there is, uh, there's, you're damned if you do. And you're also, as it turns out, damned if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. And that is for, for me, like a very unhelpful, just category of feedback, the feedback that is like, it's not how you're doing your job. It's how it looks like you are doing your job mm. because that's just very difficult to modify because it's like, well, I can look like I'm writing an essay if I simply sit at my computer and type for an amount of time, but that has no bearing on like, if I'm actually, that's like play acting, you can sit and look like you're doing a lot of things, but that has no impact on like, how you are doing at the job. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think I think that is one of the advantages that I have found working from home that has caused me to prefer to work from home, that I am not subject to evaluation of that kind as much, or at least not in the same ways. Yeah. That, that is something I like, I, I wonder about. I don't know. Part of me is like for sort of like, I want, I want people to like me or not that I want people to like me, but that like maybe, maybe the like office connections or like coworker connections that allow me to bring in like 
muffins or whatever, maybe that's like is what is is holding my place in in this workplace. And if and if it were work from home, then this feels maybe like a little imposter syndrome, who knows? But like maybe if it was work from home, then there would be none of these things to hide and disguise the the bare facts of how I am at a job. Hmm. Anyway, but yeah. just fun little games, fun little mind games to play. But I'm glad that um, work from home sounds like it has at least reduced, like you said, that kind of like that kind of category of feedback coming at you. It has. And also like not working in that previous job anymore. Like I feel like. (laughs) Also, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there are difficult people to deal with at any job, including, you know, people who will have weird opinions about how you should or shouldn't comport yourself in, in the presence of others in the office. But I don't know. Can't please everyone. So true. Sometimes you can't please anyone. This is so true. Can I talk to you about the experience of seeing Susical, the musical? Absolutely. Please do. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so here's the thing about the show. I'm setting aside the plot, the characters, and like if it is a good, well-written show because it's not. But the thing that is beautiful about Susical the musical is that it, to me, does such a good job of like putting you the audience in the like experience of like experiencing what it is like to be a child in terms of like you at every moment of the show are sort of like being put in a situation of like one thing about children is they're very responsive to different sensory stimulus. Suzical is a show that has really nice brightly colored costumes and the particular production they have lighting effects they have sometimes the cat in the hat will shoot a water gun at you sometimes they will like have bubbles coming down some of these are more hostile sensory like stimulus to you but that that is also like something that is very engaging like a lot of like children's toys and games are like yeah, you, it makes a noise, it has a funky shape, it like has a different texture. Like those are things that are engaging. It, it was interesting to see. I saw it two times and one of the times was like a two o'clock afternoon like matinee where there were real live children <laughs> in the audience. Real children. Real children. They, they got them, not paid actors. Real children. And like to see children in the audience, but also like a whole group, of of kinds of people who were not at the first time I saw the show, which was like a Friday night show where it was very like kind of expected, like, okay, yeah, like at a at a show, you sit in your seat and you get up during intermission and then you sit back down and you watch the show, you clap when it's time to clap, whatever. At the other show, people are getting up because like kids are like, I don't want to sit down anymore. Kids are sitting in the aisle because they're tiny and they don't, they're squirmy. They don't want to sit in the aisle. Older adults or adults in wheelchairs are like moving in and out of the auditorium because the show is, uh, as I've described, it like makes some kind of hostile lighting choices and Mm. lights, strobe lighting effects, and maybe you don't want to see that. So it was very like people would, would call out like there's a part kind of Horton Here's a Who is a part of the show and so there's like a dust a dust speck where Horton with his elephant ears can hear someone calling out and so in the show like there's an actor and they're like calling out but 
in the audience, kids are like, oh, do we call out too? And so there would be kind of like accidental call and responses. So it was just like that was fun for me to kind of think about because the show kind of does a good job conveying the experience of like when you are a child, you don't quite know always what's going on. And in Susical, you don't quite always know what's going on. Mm. But if at any point you're kind of like, you're not paying attention or you've left the room and you come back in, you'll like, you'll get it <laughs> with the like presence of the, the music to convey the tone or with the like expression of the like actors, you'll get it. And there's something kind of like new and interesting in some way to kind of like keep your attention for most of the show. And even when there is not, a lot of what I remember of being a child is like, I'm in a location I can't leave this location and I'm kind of bored. And Susical also can do that too, where it's like, this song has gone on for a while. The lyrics aren't necessarily very interesting. Like there, there is continues to be like, you know, some interesting like flying effects. So you see someone kind of the cat in the hat kind of going back and forth on stage or a bird is like swinging back and forth on a vine, like whatever. But yeah, the song has gone on for too long and we're just kind of there and you're stuck. But that too is childhood. So it, it was, it was interesting to me because I kind of naturally, I did this also recently when I was like everything everywhere all at once was back in theaters because they had just won like a number of awards. Mm-hmm. And I saw that rewatching it after not seeing it or not consciously thinking of like, oh, I work with children now. So this movie is now about my job. <laughs> that is the lens that I'm thinking about through. So kind of seeing Susical is also like, yeah, I, I work with young elementary school students a lot now and that's kind of the like lens that I like to think about or not like to think about I have no control (laughs) of making my mind just kind of naturally be like yeah this is like the thing you do every day so that's that's sort of my review of just the experience of seeing Susical I also spent an un I'm not naming amount of dollars on Susical t-shirt because every year they do at the theater department they do a t-shirt for their school musical I got the Shrek one last year this year's Susical and also they had Dr. Seuss swag they had a bake sale and they had um you could get a Seuss hat which is a cat in the hat like white and red striped hat Mm -hmm. which I did purchase Oh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what what I'm saying is I, I got I got a lot of mileage out of seeing Susical and I, I think as I maybe talked about last time we recorded, uh, another kind of element of that is like it kind of fuels my small talk with my coworkers <laughs> because it's like, oh yeah, there there was Easter, there was Passover, there's not a lot of holidays coming up. What do I talk about? Well, for that <laughs> period of time it was susical and that was very nice for me because that's easy topic of conversation that is not kind of end of the year we're all tired and kind of put upon to be at the job so it was nice to have a like ask me about susical and i'll have have something to say that is definitely a a benefit in the office yeah does the shirt say ask me about susical on it no the susical shirt it kind of has like just a variety of like there is a location the jungle of 
cool. It's a jungle and it has like uh, multicolored kind of plants that are fun to have on a shirt. But what it also has is uh, Horton the elephant appearing as he never does in the show with like this big smirk on his face at the bottom of the of the shirt. And it, it just says like, hey, this is the blank, blank, blank theater department, Susicle and 2023. Hmm. It's a good shirt. Sounds like it. Yeah. And if I had waited next year, it would have been much cheaper. But they always have the current musical show really, really top value. And then if you wait a year, it's like $5 because they have extra. For the shows from the previous year. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it's interesting how you, how, how sort of you pull different things out of it based on your lens based on your experiences and or preoccupations at the time. Yes, and I cannot control this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think anyone can. I found this was especially interesting around everything, everywhere, all at once, because it felt to me like everyone was having some kind of completely different read on that movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas to me, I consider it to be a movie that is primarily about the internet. Yes. Which is not something that a lot of other people would necessarily think. There are people who are more interested in like, oh, this is a movie. This is a movie about intergenerational trauma. This is a movie about the immigrant experience. This is a movie about the queer experience, like things like that. Yeah. I, I like as I'm, I, I don't know, someone who likes to just kind of from many different angles analyze things I enjoy that and also like having been like an English major it's very common to like oh okay we're gonna read this book and write about it from a Marxist lens write about it from a feminist lens or like whatever the text is just like engaging with it from a different like angle and that being a very kind of accepted way to just like engage with a work is like well who cares what it's like supposed to be about or like what people think it's about. You can also have a rich and rewarding experience by going with a like, I, I'm going to look at it through this lens and pick out, yeah, w- what is there to support that. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about action items? We can talk about action items. I can pull up my little Word document where we had last time's action items. I had two action items from last time, uh-huh. and I will read them. I will read them now. One was eat one of your favorite foods in a new way, and the second one was make a playlist for when you had a bad day at work. Did you do either of these? I did both of these. Nice, nice. Yeah. What did you eat in a new way? This also concerns my job. There are so many flavors of school milk, and there was a, like, new limited edition. I had never tried it before. The school cafeteria was really, like, hyped up because it kind of seemed like they got delivered, like, a case of this or just, like, wanted to use it up. But they introduced, in addition to the vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, plain milk flavors that are kind of regularly served as a lunch option. They had cookies and cream, (laughs) cookies and cream milk. And so like cookies and cream is not like really a food, but like I do enjoy like the kind of like what that flavor is. I've just never had it like this before. I've never had it in a school cafeteria milk option. And it was pretty good. Did the milk have like little chunks of cookie in it? No, no, this is not, no, this is not like a boba tea. This is not like a you are chewing as you experience this. This is like we have flavored the milk. Okay. You're going to drink the milk, but we have flavored it to taste like cookies and cream. When I was growing up in Rhode Island, we had three kinds of milk. We had regular milk, chocolate milk, and coffee milk. 
Coffee milk? No, for children? Coffee milk is a Rhode Island thing. For children? Oh, yes. It's just coffee-flavored milk. <laughs> it was not not as popular as, as regular or chocolate, but it was it was definitely uh, like an option that people opted for. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty good. That's that's so interesting. Yeah. Okay. Had you also um, tried a favorite food in a new way? That's <laughs> I'm going to think about coffee flavored milk for children for a while. Yeah. So I um, I have been experimenting with different ways to use the pulled pork recipe that I make. I make pulled pork very often in a slow cooker. And usually I'll just do that for sandwiches or just eat it on its own. But I've been doing various different um, taco and quesadilla configurations of it, which has been good. I'm happy to report. Nice. You are, I'm guessing, doing this and kind of like trying things out and modifying things and not like taking studious notes or like planning to do a recipe cookbook from this. No, no, I am. I'm I'm just trying to be more flexible with the things that I already know how to make. Nice. Because I'm not an especially good cook. (laughs) So I'm trying to get more mileage out of the things I can do. Nice. I have also been trying to like be more adventurous with what stuff I can put pickled onions on. Uh, Nate, count the ways, count the things. I can't think of a single thing to put pickled onions on. And really? that's a limitation of my imagination. I don't know, like hot, do you put them on hot dogs? I, I don't eat hot dogs very often, but I feel like okay. they'd be very good on hot dogs. I have been putting them on various different configurations of the aforementioned pork. I have been eating them on like a cheese and pickled onion sandwich. I just want a snack. Sometimes I'll just eat them on their own too. But um, I have been chopping them up into little itty bitty bits and putting them in rice. Just doing all kinds of crazy things with them. Sounds like it. Wow. Just eating them straight from the, do they come in a bottle? Jar? Well, I have been pickling them. You have been pickled. Okay. Okay. You yourself have pickled the onions. Yeah. This is very easy to do. This is like, you just, I get a red onion, chop it all up, put it in a mason jar with some vinegar, water, sugar, and salt, and then just let them sit in the fridge for a day. And then you have pink pickled onions. Okay. And they're very good. It's not that like, I guess, yeah, it's not that difficult to do. I just, other members of my family who I'm not in proximity to, they're like pickle fiends. (laughs) And so, so like, for context, like, I guess almost a year ago at this point, I, like, won a raffle basket that included, like, a, a jar of pickles, and I, I've just, like, not touched that. Hmm. I'll eat pickles or, or pickled vegetables, but I won't, like, wake up and be like, you know what I want to do is put things that are pickled on top of other things. If it <laughs> comes to me, <laughs> I'll I'll do it, but I'm not usually, like... Yes, this is uh, something I need to complete my meal or something I would make with a pickled vegetable in mind. So that you are seeking out more ways (laughs) to use the pickled onions. And not only that, that you yourself have created and put more into the world (laughs) pickled onions, uh, which need like need a use and need a loving home. That's fun. That's fun. (laughs) It's something. It's something. Um. Yes. Um, for the second action item, I had already sort of made a playlist for when I had a bad day at work 
when I suggested the action item. So I actually removed a song from my playlist afterward, which is kind of the opposite of making a playlist. I like, I guess I fiddled with it. <laughs> but yes, that is something I, I kind of like I, I had already done when I suggested it. Yeah, I did not. I don't think I can say I made a playlist for when I have a bad day at work. I have made playlists, but they're not specifically bad day playlists. Yeah. They are more like, this is good music to listen to while I'm working because it helps with concentration and things like that. Like, I have been listening a lot to the soundtrack for Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which I recently finished. And so I now feel like I can listen to the whole soundtrack without risk of spoiling myself for a song that's going to be in a later part of the game. And I've also been listening a lot to the soundtrack for Andor, which has been out for some time, but I just hadn't gotten around to acquiring it and I decided you know what I will just go ahead and buy this soundtrack because I know I like it a lot and I know I'm gonna listen to it so I did that and it's it's very good so I've been I've been doing some some soundtrack stuff okay those are not playlists but I will I'll give it to you well well (laughs) well So there's a lot of songs on the Xenoblade 3 soundtrack, so I made a playlist that is okay, a subset okay, of those. Okay. And the Andor soundtrack actually comes in three volumes, so I made a playlist that is just all three of those volumes in one playlist. Sorry, so, I, did, I didn't mean to sound like your Prius, like I'm grading your um, <laughs> music consumption. I, I was just, I was being a little pedantic with Okay, well. Items, but you did it. You did yeah, it don't, don't try to out-pedantic me. <laughs> you did a great job um, making... Uh, the playlists uh, and completing the spirit of the action item. Can I can I follow up on a previous action item? Yes. From long ago. So one of our actions action items, I believe, at one point was to watch the animated series Mobile Suit Gundam: The Witch from Mercury. Yes. Have you caught up on that? Are, are you are you caught up on that show? I I am not caught up. Um, I do not mind spoilers. I I have watched like a few episodes, but um, one of the friends that um, we were sort of watching together with got kind of busy. And so it was a like, we we are watching this together kind of thing and have not kind of like got current. Mm, Okay. I got about halfway through the first season and I got kind of bored with it Mm. because I felt that it wasn't quite it, it, it wasn't quite giving me like the high drama intensity that I might want from like uh, like a mobile suit Gundam show. And it wasn't quite giving me like the school antics drama romance stuff that I thought that it might be giving me from the from the first episode. Mm-hmm. It, it felt like it was not going very hard in either direction. But um, I recently caught up and watched to the end of the first season and the beginning of the second season, or I don't know if it's actually the second season, if it's just the first half of the first season. It's confusing. I don't I don't care. I'm watching the most recent batch of episodes, and it has gotten a lot better. So um, I, I am now very, very much into it. I, I think they... Uh, I kind of kicked it into high gear on both of those counts. Nice. So so this is my endorsement of <laughs> Mobusu Gundam, the witch from Mercury. I can't remember who of us like sort of suggested that as an original action item, but um, it's good good on you for <laughs> keeping with it and going back to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I have not been watching much of anything because I, I was I was in very much Xenoblade mode where a lot of my downtime was spent playing that game. But because I finished it, I've now been going back to catch up on some shows that I've been laying on. And that was kind of the first one I went back to. And I'm glad I did. Nice. Anyway, do we want to propose new action items? Yes. I have a word, but I don't have an action item. Hmm. So the word is skincare. 
I have to turn this into an action item. Is that a word or is it two words? To me, to me, it is one word. Okay, it's up to it's you. Like I'm com- just a compound word. Okay, but whether it is one word or two, it is not a, a task at this moment. So, so the task is not. It's it's not like a care for your skin action item. It's just just the word skincare is out there with as, as like a subject for contemplation and well, reflection. No, <laughs> no I do. no, I what what I'm saying is I I've I've like I've I've showed up uh, like a like outdoor indoor outdoor cat with like a a dead animal presenting sort of on on your doorstep, but this is not like quite a complete <laughs> action item yet, but this is what I've shown up with. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, that is that is <laughs> I'm not quite sure what to do with that as the same the same I would feel with, with the dead, dead animal. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm meant to do with that, honestly. But but I acknowledge it. <laughs> you, you have received and acknowledge it. I yes. mean, like, hold on. How, how hard could it be to turn that into an action item? D- take care. Do something good for skincare. Do one thing. Do one good skincare thing. Yeah. My action item is clean your kitchen. Clean your kitchen. It's filthy. <laughs> by, the, by your kitchen, I mean, I mean my kitchen needs a good cleaning. So it's spring time. So time for spring cleaning. And uh, and yeah, that's it. Valuable. I thought so. Um, shall, shall we wrap it up? We can. We can end this episode the way we end and have been ending every episode of Social Distance Warriors, which is by now we have a Mastodon at sdw at labyrinth.social at, at sdw at labyrinth.social on the fediverse get get federated with it yes and another thing that we do at the end of the episodes is that we stay distant and we also go the distance <laughs>